It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined by my co-hosts Warren Carr and Austin Pinto and we're recording this episode on Friday the 7th of May. After the usual announcement section from Austin, our Android Basics section this week is all about internet browsers and web views. In our In Focus section, we're joined again by Farhan Ahmed, who has recorded an unboxing of his Samsung S21 Ultra, the lucky fellow. In our App of the Week section this week, Warren is demonstrating the weather app Sunrise. And finally, the My Android Journey segment this week comes to us from David Moore. Hi, Austin. Hi, Warren. How are you both? Wonderful day. Wonderful weekend. Um, kind of chilling out here, you know, like Hillary said, chilling out there in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I'm doing well. Beautiful Friday here. We're probably going to be up to about 66 degrees today. I'm doing very good. I'm in Mumbai, India, so things are very dangerous here. There's a lot of lockdown and the summer is like in its peak and it's almost over just 15, 20 days more. And we'll have the monsoons now. So doing good. Waiting for the rains. Wonderful. That's good for your crops, uh, Austin. Because without the summer, you know, my kids like to complain about the summer. And I'm like, you know what? Without it, we will have no food. So bring it on, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's cold here in London. Uh, sunny, but a little, little, little cold today. Excellent. Glad we're all doing well. Austin, what we got this week? As we are recording before Eid, we would like to wish all our listeners a happy Eid, Eid Mubarak. And uh, maybe this year be very nice for all of us. So keep listening. The next announcement, the first announcement is that we were on Live Accessible Channel by our group member, Kerry. And we did an interview, we had a chat. So the link to that will be in the show notes. And also what has happened now is last week we had, I had spoken to you about malware spreading through WhatsApp. Today in the big turn of events, you will be knowing in episode five, we had demoed Telegram and Signal Messenger because WhatsApp had changed its privacy policy, but the Indian government has put a lot of pressure on them and they have now said we will not... uh, to the deadline, the deadline for accepting the privacy policy was 15th May, and they would not do this deadline now. So, what do you think of this? It's a good move, I think. Is that just in the Indian market, Austin, or is that globally they've done that? It's for the global market, but the pressurization was done on WhatsApp by the Indian government. We will be reaping the benefits of India here. And I'm hoping, though, that WhatsApp just totally just does away with all that uh, nonsense. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I'm going back to WhatsApp anyway. I'm just using my Telegram here and Signal and good enough for me. 
Yeah, I think it's, it's it's how quickly everyone else moves, isn't it? So I think I think for me, it's not it's not my app of choice, but it's trying to get a critical mass of folks to move over to to Telegram and Signal. I've seen a lot of people uh, in my contacts join Telegram, but I've still got a goodly few who are stubbornly resisting and staying on their WhatsApp, which is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never can tell. It's it's so hard to get people to change from what they use, what they are used to. Um, and you know, the same thing here. I have some of my friends, uh, especially in you know overseas, and you know that's where I have the bulk of my WhatsApp friends was overseas. Because here in the country, uh, you know, frankly, maybe. 10 out of, you know, maybe 800 plus of my contacts here in the U.S. I use, um, um, you know, WhatsApp. You know, a lot of people don't even know what the hell WhatsApp is anyway. So <laughs> we don't care about WhatsApp here. Uh, so, <laughs> oh. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's good. Next this week, we're turning to our Android basic section. And this week, it's all about web browsers and web views. Uh, increasingly, people are using their phones to undertake activity that used to be done predominantly on computers. That's been the case for uh, several years now, but it shows no sign of changing. And obviously, one of the uh, key activities that people want to perform uh, on computers and by extension on their phones is surfing the internet. So we thought we should cover uh, what that experience is like on Android and what apps you might want to try out uh, when you're looking to find the best uh, internet browser for you. We should first, though, I think, touch on web views, which are an integral component of this experience on Android. And I guess we should probably start with the basics, Warren, shouldn't we? What, what is a web view? It's very important that we talk about web views. And we throw these terms around, or, you know, people hear this, you know, web view. What in the world is a web view? Now, the web view actually is a system component for the Android operating system. And that allows Android apps to kind of display content from the web directly within the app. And that's what the web views are. So you're not getting out of that app in order to uh, enjoy what that app has if it has some web component to it. It used to be that this has to be updated whenever the system OS is updated. And as of Lollipop, and so going back to the history now, as of Lollipop, Google decoupled that. So it means that you can independently update a web view on its own without needing to wait until we have an OS update. Because prior to Lollipop, uh, the web views come with the OS. But so with them being separated now to where they can independently be updated it one can always update it whenever there's an update to it now there are four different channels of the web views we have the regular web views um, then we have the beta channel we have the canary channel and we have the developer channel and so if you're having a problem with some of your apps or something is not behaving right, an email client is not behaving right, or browsing the internet is not behaving well, since all of these things depend on that web view, you want to try to change uh, 
different web views. You could go to the Play Store and install a different one, maybe the web view beta, or you could install the uh, Canary version or install the developer preview. So in this way, you'd be able to find out as to which one works better for you. And that's what web views are. They are very critical component of the Android operating system that make our apps work. And are these these different channels, uh, Beta, Canary, Developer, are they searchable as regular Play Store apps or do you have to register for the for the Beta or Canary channels? These are freely available on the Play Store and um, anyone can download them. And then, like I said, you know, when you download them, then you can change uh, which one you want to use if you're having trouble with one. And that's the good thing about these web views. And I strongly suggest, uh, most especially to people who are having some problems with their phone when browsing or something of that, try a different um, a different. Uh, web view and see if that makes a difference in the behavior that you're observing. Brilliant. That sounds good. So so turning to browsers then, and and I've got to say, I haven't been particularly adventurous in my choice of browser uh, when I switched to Android. And in part, that's because as like many browsers, um, the one I am using is cross-platform. I was using it on, uh, on on Windows and on Mac. So I stuck with it when I transitioned to Android uh, last year. And that browser is Google Chrome. So it's already on your phone. I'll show you briefly what the Chrome window is. Uh, looks like. I've got to say, I'm, I'm not someone who likes a lot of open tabs, so I have cleared out uh, all my tabs. So I'll show you. I'll show you a few things that you might want to go and take a look at. That the advantage, of course, of having a cross browser platform, it doesn't need to be Chrome, many, many of them are cross-platform, is that autofill information is saved and, and, and bookmarks and, and, and history, well, um, bookmarks certainly are going to be synchronized across across devices. You know, if you trust Chrome to save your passwords, and I know some don't, but if, if you do, then obviously, and, and you allow autofill, then, then that will all, all be saved. But I will uh, go into the, the Chrome uh, window, just unlocking my phone. Cool. Double tap to activate. Double tap and hold the long press. Actions available. You swipe up then right to view. Chrome. New tab. Button. Double tap to activate. Double zero open tabs. Tap to switch tabs. Button. More options. Button. So a very uncluttered um, uh, interface at the minute. Um, we'll just have a look before I go to a web page and open it up. We will just have a look at the more options um, uh, section here. It's in the top right hand corner to save you swiping to it. Zero open tabs. Tap to switch tab. More options. Button. Incognito tab, that is a private window, essentially. So um, uh, if you want to browse more anonymously, oh, I won't say anonymous, anonymously, obviously it is Chrome, uh, but more more anonymously, uh, you can you can select an incognito tab and then, then history and all the rest of it won't be saved. Obviously, it's not it's not the same as a VPN or anything like that. You, you know, your internet service provider, for instance, will still know where you've been, but there, there are reasons you might want to um, uh, use an incognito tab. That The main reason I do it is if I need to visit uh, a website where I want to log in again to a different account uh, and that way there are no uh, cookies or, or, or things loaded you know i'm not automatically logged in so incognito tab is useful there Close all tabs. Disable. 
settings. And, and Chrome settings. The Chrome settings here aren't that dissimilar to uh, Chrome settings uh, elsewhere. Um, I'll take a brief look in, but I'm, I'm not going to go through all the different uh, subcategories, but we'll have a brief look at settings. Settings. Navigate up. Button. Settings. Open feedback. New and Google. Edit. And list. Edward Green. Edward Green. Sig. Sig is on. Sig. Google services. I, talk, I talked about sync. Sync is on. So, so all that information is being uh, synchronized across my uh, Chromes. You do, to do that, you will need to sign into Chrome with your Google account on your various devices. But once that's done, uh, you will be synced. Basics. Edit. Search engine. Google. Search. Passwords. Payment methods. Addresses and more. So all these will say fill things. Privacy and security. Safety check. Notifications. Theme. Advanced. Edit. Omnibus. On. Omnibus. Accessibility. Site settings. Double tap languages. Light mode off. Light downloads. About Chrome. Double tap to activate. Now, I haven't, uh, I said I wasn't going to dive into the settings, but I will go into accessibility, mainly because I haven't been into it before, so I don't know, actually know what's in it. Accessibility. Omnibus. Accessibility. Accessibility. Navigate up. Accessibility. Help feedback. Text scaling 100%. Grab the slider until you can read this comfortably. Text 33%. Slider. Force enable zoom. Override a website's request to prevent zooming in. Not ticked. Tick. Simplify view for web pages. Offer the show articles in simplify view when supported. Not ticked. Tick box. So simplified view uh, is, is an option that can make a reading experience a little easier. What it seeks to do uh, where it's present is to strip out some of the other website content. So you are just left with um, uh, the, the article that you want to read is called Reader on Safari. It will be called other things in other browsers. Here it's called simplified view. I, I typically don't use it, so I, I keep it off. So it's on it's on for open tabs there, but not not sort of um, in the other one by default. And then you've got captions. So I'm going to back out of here and we'll pull up a website. So I'm going to new tab. And in the edit field, once you are in the edit field, swiping to the right will take you through various suggestions that Chrome has. And again, you can control that in settings. So I'm just going to go to the BBC site. And you'll hear talk back merrily reading out the Chrome suggestions. I'm just going to load the page. So you've heard about web views. Warren talked about those. Now it's worth here exploring your options, your talkback granularities uh, to see what um, what you have uh, and what you can move by as uh, so that will make web navigation a little a little easier. Links, controls, headings, swipe up or swipe down lines, headings, swipe up or swipe down So you've got links, controls and headings by default. Um, I'm going to move by heading for now. This is with the on-screen keyboard without having changed anything uh, in settings. So, so links, controls and headings. So I'm going to swipe down. Accessibility links. Real police accused of executing suspects and rage. Heading free link. The film like a scene from a horror movie. Heading free link. German call to ban Jewish star and demos. Heading free link. The interstellar voyagers that visited our sun. 
So these are the various news articles on the BBC website. We could open one up and have a look at it. The visitors from Deep Space Battling Scientists, BBC Future, Web 2, 80%. Accessibility links, edit 2, skip to content, link. We'll skip to content and see what we pulled up. Main region, the visitors from Deep Space Battling Scientists, image credit, Alamy, Future, link, collapsed, open more navigation, the great beyond, link, the great beyond. Physics, link, the visitors from Deep Space Battling Scientists, share using email, share on image credit, an artist's impression of the alien object on Uemula, credit, Al, 6th May 2021, as astronomers spent decades looking for objects from outside our own solar system, then two arrived at once, when should we expect the next one, and what could they teach us? So this is the article, uh, slightly unusual for the BBC, it's not marked by heading level one, perhaps perhaps there's a video and it's not, it's not treated as a standard news article, but that is broadly how you would load a website uh, in Chrome, uh, those, are, those are some of the navigation options offered. And now Austin is going to talk to us about the Tor browser. So everyone, the Tor browser is the, the full form of Tor is the Onion router. This is the one of the most secure browsers ever. Another browser which is secure is DuckDuckGo because it uses that as a default search engine. So what Todd does is it gives you a basic VPN so that you can stay anonymous on the web. And you need a VPN. I would suggest that you go and get a VPN if you want to stay truly anonymous, but it gives you a basic VPN. So... Let's open the Tor. So when you open Tor browser, you will get this page. Swipe to the left to see Tor logs. Now what Tor logs is, it will tell you to what IP you're connected, which site you visited and all that. So that is what it is. And then below that, you have an unlabeled button, which will give you lots of advanced statistics let me just go in there quickly and show you so what as i said this browser provides a vpn it's like a vpn it's run by different volunteers around the world so let's see what happens tour network tour browser routes your traffic over the tour network run by thousands of volunteers around the world in list current status heading is tour ready no is tour ready no because i have not connected to the tour network State disconnected. Bridges are enabled. No. Config bridge. Use a bridge to connect to Tor. Navigate Tor network. Tor browser root. Current status heading. So that is what Tor button. network is in your current status now. Using dual home button. Let's page. Swipe to the left. Unlabeled button. Connect button. Click on connect. Service Tor browser. Warbot is starting. And this will start the warbot or the Tor bot and connect you to the network. This takes slight. Time list. because it's connects you to an integrated network. Now this is a very important thing that is set your security level. Set your security level. Current security check. Standard all Tor browser and website features are enabled. Radio button. This is kind of the least secure version, but I would recommend that you take this because this will enable everything on the web, but it's not very secure. It's like uh, using Google Chrome or something. It gives you some anonymity but not much not checked safer disable website features that are often dangerous causing some sites to lose functionality radio button you could also take this but sometimes uh, websites may, might not work some websites that require some javascripts or something might not work 
Not checked. Safest only allow website features required for static sites and basic services. These changes affect images, media, and scripts. Radio button. This you should absolutely not take unless the site is static and does not require any scripts or functions or some player to run or something. Then you can open security settings where you will get some more options. We will go there in a bit, but let me just check by default to the standard. So Tor works on donation. You can donate to them. It's not required, but if you like the app work, then you can donate to them and you click start browsing. Showing English US porting keyboard. Search or enter address. DuckDuckGo, search or enter address, out of list. So this also uses the DuckDuckGo search engine, which is very good, which is the safest. Scan, switch. Search engine, switch. You can change your search engine. Search engine, switch. Zero open tabs. Menu, highlighted. This is the menu. Let's go here. You can quit Tor. Settings. You can go to settings. Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Downloads. Downloads. Highlighted. What's new? What's new? Help. And help. Highlight. Let's Download. go to Bookmark. settings Setting. quickly. Quit. Settings. Then we'll try loading settings. our website. Settings. General. Heading. Enlist. Search. Tabs. Close manually. Customize. Logins and passwords. So here you can customize Tor. You can add Back. your uh, logins. Accessibility. Enlist. Logins passwords. and passwords. Accessibility. Language. Accessibility. Let's go to accessibility. Accessibility. Navigate up. Accessibility. Automatic font sizing. Font size will match your Android settings. Disable to manage font size here. On. Switch. Enlist. This is for magnification and low vision users. Font size. Make text on websites larger or smaller. 100%. This is sample text. 33%. Slider. Disable. Zoom on all websites. Enable to allow pinch and zoom. Even on websites that prevent this gesture. Off. Switch. You can Navigate allow up. that. So list. that is it. There is nothing for visually challenged people here and totally visually challenged it's just uh, low vision users overview recent apps tour browser accessibility back button so let's back out of here settings accessibility language language you can select app language i'm not going into this settings default browser off switch you can set tor as your default browser privacy and security heading security settings here you can open your security settings. Security Let's go. Navigate up button. Security level. Check. Radio button. Standard. All tour browser and website features are enabled. Enlist. So let's say you have uh, taken the most safest level and something does not work. Some websites does not work or not none of the websites work. You can come here and change it back to standard or not checked. Radio button. Safer. safer. Disable website. Not checked. And that is all that is there in this security back. settings. Settings. Security Tor Network. This is Tor Network. This gives you the same stats that we saw before. Site permission. Tor Let's see the stats once. Tor Network. Because we're connected. Tor, Tor browser routes your traffic. Current status. Heading. Is Tor ready? Yes. Stay. Connected. Bridges are enabled. No. Site permissions. Here you can get the permissions for each website and what they ask for, like location and all. You can provide for the websites. Like Google will ask for location permissions. Delete browsing data. You can clear your data. Notifications. Advanced. Heading. Allow screenshots. Off. Switch. Add-ons. Remote debugging via USB. Off. Switch. You can install add-ons. You can do remote debugging and all Allow. those Heading. advanced, advanced on things. Back. So let's go back. Search or enter address. Settings. So the address bar. Zero open tabs. Search or enter address. Is on the top. 
So you click on that. Show in English US QWERTY keyboard. And let me Search just launch our website. B. So one thing you can observe is that talkback does not echo the key that you just typed in. Space. That is one problem. N. Space. Go. Period. C. O. M. And let's go. go. Loading. Door browser private close private tabs. Keyboard hidden. Settings. Site information. Lindendroidusers.com. The tab counter toolbar button. One menu. Except. Item, clip, tabs, menu. Welcome to blind Android users, heading level one. Your new home for everything and anything having to do with Android for those who are blind or visually impaired. There is no progress bar also. So that is another problem that is here, but it's a pretty easy, small website to load. So it won't take much time. So it does not announce the progress bar. That is another annoyance with Tor. But overall, I would say if you want to stay anonymous on the web, and you want to stay secure, you can use Tor and it will provide you some security. But if you want to stay truly secure, you should go and get a VPN and get a paid VPN because free VPNs will not uh, cover you properly. We'll do an episode on VPNs later. So this is it from Sorry, me no, and this is the demo of Tor browser. Thanks very much, Austin. And just in terms of your experience with the Onion router, do, do, do you find that it's slower if it's kind of, you know, if it's got, you know, the network of volunteers acting like a VPN, routing traffic everywhere, or is it not really noticeable? It is not very really noticeable, but sometimes when there is too much congestion or if you get connected to a person, like this is the like a collected list of, collected team of volunteers running traffic. So it does not really be noticeable that it's slow. I think it's, in fact, it's faster than what Chrome loads because you saw our page came up in seconds. So Chrome takes some time to load it, but I would say Tor is slightly faster. Oh, good. That's, that's good. And Warren, I think you now are going to demonstrate for us one of the Microsoft browsers, aren't you? I will be talking about that Microsoft Edge Canary, and I have both of them, but I kind of like the Edge, and I like to go ahead and open that up so we we'll look into it. Folder, Nav Edge Canary. Microsoft Edge first run experience. Help improve Microsoft products by sending optional diagnostic data about how you use the browser, websites you visit, and crash reports. Checkbox, checked. Now, you can uncheck this if you don't want to uh, have that uh, collected. Not checked. And then at the bottom right is the confirm. Confirm, but customize your browsing experience heading. So here we hear customize your browsing experience. And here are the things that we find in that customization. Button, theme, edge default, button. So the edge default or you could tap in here if you want it light or you want it whatever you can tap here to go change that um look button new tab page layout informative button new tab page layout informative 
So you can go change that as well. Button. Tracking prevention. Balanced. Button. Right now it's unbalanced. However, you can go in here and change it to what you want, whether you want it uh, extreme protection or whatever you want. Set up later. Button. Or set up later. Set up later. I'm going to click Page on refreshed. set up later. Always expanded. And here we have the to do because it's Microsoft. Set Microsoft Edge as your default browser. Open with Edge always. And because I don't like setting any browser as my default, I'm going to say, hey, no. Yes, let's do it. No, thanks. But Edge Canary account. All right, here you can choose if you have an account that you want to sync it with, you could do that. And coronavirus, news and more, heading. And then here. Outlook, top side three of seven, button. You have things topic. like uh, Outlook, Facebook, Facebook, and all of that. Shopping, pinned. Shopping and all of that. Now, let's go to the bottom where we have, you know, some tabs. The search bar is at the top, but you have some tabs at the bottom at the bottom right we've got share we've got the share disabled. one open tab double tap to switch tabs here's button. the second one to the left of that is the tabs browser menu button browser menu go forward button. go forward disabled. it's disabled of course because i haven't gone to a web, web page yet go back button disabled let's go to the browser menu browser menu save so we got favorites, history, history items with collections, collections, item downloads, downloads, item five, settings, item five of settings. Five. We could look at the settings real Browser quick. Menu. These are things you can go in yourself and see how they're laid out. Settings. Set as default browser. Links will open in Microsoft Edge automatically. Close the banner for close the banner forever button. You could do that. Account heading. Accounts settings heading. Privacy and security. Accessibility. General. I'm not going to talk about the accessibility because it's usually having to do with like fonts and things like that, which is not important to us. However, there's a reader mode here or read aloud, uh, read aloud mode. Uh, for instance, if you're on a web page and you want to get it read aloud or something like that, you could turn that on. Appearance. New tab page. Set Microsoft Edge as default. About Microsoft Developer Option. Navigate up. And that button. would be what we have Engineering. in that settings. Personalize. Coronavirus. Tab. Now, I want to go to a web page so we could read something. Let's say we want to go to. Search or type web address. Blindandroidusers.com, for example. Voice input. Blindandroidusers.com. Blindandroidusers.com. Progress. Blindandroidusers blind podcast for blind and vision page refreshed. Okay, so here we are on our blindandroidusers.com webpage. Welcome to blindandroidusers, heading one. And I'm going to go to the menu. Main menu, but collapsed. And I'm going to go to our tutorial section. Home, current about, articles or guides. Articles page or guides. 70%. Articles or guides blind Android users are page refreshed. Downloading episodes of the blind Android users page refreshed. We tap on downloading 21%. episodes from our website. Now, here's page what refreshed. I like. You could choose to have this part, you know, read aloud. 
if you want to. And to do that, we tap on the browser's menu at the bottom. One oak bottom toolbar, heading, browser menu. Tap here. Six favorites. And we're going to scroll toward the bottom and find where it talks about reading aloud. Add to phone. Read aloud. Item 13 of 17. Here's read aloud. Progress bar. 5%. 70%. Read aloud. Pop has appeared at the top of the page. So at the top, we have some additional settings for the reading aloud. And here at the top, we've got read aloud. Go to next button. Read aloud pause button. Read aloud go to previous button. Open read aloud settings button. In the settings of the read aloud, here's what we've got. Reading speed. We've got the reading speed. Slider, 33% voice. And this is where you select the voice. And I think as of now, though, it's only English. I'm not sure. Drop down list. English, United States. Pop-up window. English, United So it depends on the locale that you're in. It may not show other languages like this right now. It's not showing any other languages besides the English United States. Reading speed. I'm going to go back Progress bar and, and go to the reading. Refresh. Read aloud play. Downloading episodes of the Blind Android Users Podcast by the Blind Android Users Podcast team as our current podcast host. Yeah, so... Read aloud Read aloud play. That is how you read aloud articles using the Microsoft Edge Canary. And it does have a reader mode itself also that you could just have a plain text showing. And so if you want, you could try a different browser like the Microsoft Edge or you could try a different one. But they're all based on Chrome. So it's just a matter of preference and which one works better for you. And remember, they're all powered by that web view we talked about earlier. And that would be the Microsoft Edge Canary browser. Thanks, Warren. And just a couple of other things I want to say about navigation before we close the InFocus, uh, sorry, the Android Basics section. Uh, I mentioned that if you're using uh, uh, your touchscreen to navigate, uh, you have options for links, controls, and headings. If you go into TalkBack settings, customize, menus and then customize reading options, you can add landmarks to that list. Uh, so you can give yourself four settings. If you have a hardware keyboard, I, I don't, but if you do, uh, certainly in Chrome anyway, a whole world of other navigation options open up to you. You can move by uh, the ones I've already mentioned. You can move by button, next and previous button, uh, control, check, combo box, edit field, focused item, list, list item, and all the rest of it. So if you like using different navigation techniques to navigate your web page and headings, links, controls, and landmarks aren't going to do it for you, uh, then get yourself a hardware keyboard. Next, we have our In Focus segment, and Farhan Ahmed is back with us this week to unbox his brand new Samsung S21 Ultra. We're glad to have our friend Farhan here today. Farhan Ahmed, my buddy from Pakistan. So a few days ago, Farhan was talking about wanting to get a phone and he was vacillating between 
the Samsung and the OnePlus. And then I said, well, you know, you want the Samsung, go for it. And you know what? That boy went all the way, went the gust away of doing things and got the Samsung S21 Ultra. And so we are like, well, if that's what you got, why not come on here and unbox it for our listeners? And so that's what we're doing here today. And so Farhan, you are here with me and Austin. Hi, welcome back again to the show. Last week you came and told your Android journey story and that was fantastic. And the Muslim Pro demo also was good. So nice to have you again on the show. Well, so appreciate it. Um, it, was, uh, it was such a fun and um, uh, I, I really, I, I was really looking forward to the, to the, to coming back. I also plan to uh, do a, a demo of another app called Aquamail, but um, I'm glad, um, you know, I am able to come even before that app demo and, uh, you know, have the phone unboxing segment with my name as well. So now here you are and you're going to give us a tour of that beautiful baby. I already have the box open in front of me. It came in a rectangular box and the boxes in the, you know, the, the, the charger box and the buds box were kind of a squarish boxes. And underneath those boxes, uh, they have the phone, uh, which is you guys probably know, you know, what kind of boxes usually is there. Uh, it's rectangular. And um, when I was um, opening this box, I was thinking, well, Samsung claims that they could, I mean, if they're not, if they don't give us charger with the phone, uh, they're kind of saving a tons of uh, green, uh, tons of uh, trees or I don't know, whatever, energy. But I don't really know what kind of energy they were talking about because it's the box looks almost exactly as my Mi A3. I mean, just maybe a little bit thick, thinner, but they could probably fit in the charger in there. But anyways, um, I got one for me for free. Uh, it's a USB Type-C adapter, uh, and it's a 25W, and it, it supercharges your phone. Uh, probably there are faster chargers available in the market, um, but I, I'm happy with the one that I got for my Samsung phone. So in the box of the phone, uh, there is a there was a there was a phone, and then there was another box that had the USB Type-C cable, and then there are manuals. Uh, and then they have uh, the ejector, the SIM ejector. So I have the phone in front of me. Um, and this is a beast of a phone. I think it's more than 6.8 inches screen. And then it it's has a big, a, it's a big phone. Yeah. So how about you tell us about some of the physicals, you know, like where the buttons are, like the power button, the volume... And, you know, that type of thing. Of course, we know it doesn't have the SD card. And, of course, it doesn't have the headphone jack. Those ones are out the window. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it has uh, the, there, this, so there are, like, two, three buttons, two volume buttons, like, for up and down. They're on the right side if you, uh, if you hold your phone facing you, right? And then they're on the right side. And then just, just. Uh, below the volume buttons, there's a power button, and they have nothing on the left. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they have anything on there. Yeah, that's good for Samsung. No longer having stuff on the left-hand side and stuff on the right-hand side. I hated that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible setting. Um, then on the top, um, they have some kind of sensors. I don't really. Uh, I'm sure they're some kind of sensors because, you know, like how they have the plastic wrapping and they have like left some of the, you know, that they they have left some of the you know uh, the wrappings to, yeah. to, un, to leave the sensors uncovered. So there are some kind of sensors, and then uh, on top of that, there is a speaker, and then on on the bottom on the right side, uh, there is a speaker as well, and then on the left, there is a SIM ejector. Uh huh. Yeah, this is SIM ejector, and then uh, on the back of the phone, if you put if you uh, keep your phone uh, you know back facing you then on the left side there this uh, camera module it's 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 a little bit um, bumped uh, from the other phones you probably have seen uh, if you've seen the Samsung a51 or if you've seen um, any of the other uh, phones that have the four cameras quadruple cameras uh, yeah uh, it's a little bit bumped a little bit bumpier than those other ones there you more of a bump yeah uh i i would say maybe a slightly you know um up from the body i would say it's not really embedded in there it's yeah just bumped out but so if you have a kiss on it though for instance if you have like a good kiss on it that probably would just be recessed it wouldn't matter necessarily it wouldn't be like rocking on the table if you put it down on the table, but you probably, if one puts it down on the table without the, uh, the case, yeah, it that, probably rock. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Three different cameras on the left. You know, if, if you put if you put your phone uh, back facing you, okay? And then there are two uh, like camera-shaped holes just to the right of those three uh, vertical cameras aligned cameras and then there's a, a hole between those two cameras which is probably for the flashlight so i don't really know what the uh, because i just got the phone um, yeah. and i know that there, there are four cameras probably there they don't have five cameras. yeah i, I, I think it has four so how about you want to turn that baby on and enable accessibility uh we'll talk about the specification uh in in just about a bit uh, I think um, I just maybe just give you a quick, quick, uh, quick uh, understanding. It's it has Exynos twenty one hundred. It comes in uh, twelve GB of RAM and two fifty six GB variant, uh, and that's the only one you get in Pakistan. You don't you, officially, okay? In official, unofficially, you get you may get anything. You may even get the Snapdragon version, which is which I really wanted to get. But it was expensive than uh, this than this one, and then on top of that, I have to pay taxes, and then I did I wouldn't get the the freebies that I got along with it, so I went with the official one, and the Exynos one would be fine anyway, right? Yeah, that makes Talk sense. Uh, so I'm gonna turn the phone on. There we go. It's it's coming on. Now, it's, does it does it vibrate upon? Because I know that most Samsung phones vibrate when one turns it on. So very good for a blind person to know the phone is coming on. Absolutely, it did vibrate, and uh, the screen is on right now. And it's super fast. I think it's on the welcome screen. I'm going to hold the both volume buttons for a couple of seconds to see if the accessibility service comes in. 
keys for three seconds to use TalkBack. TalkBack on. Welcome to TalkBack. Oh, it has the UK English going on. Yeah, um, I'm going to set it to US English in just a minute. All right. So let me tell you what I did. Um, so when the phone came on, I held down the volume key for a couple of seconds. Nothing happened. I'm just telling just in case if people try to do that and if, you know. Yeah. And then what happened is, uh, and then I did that again, and then it announced, okay, pr press the volume key for three seconds to turn the talk back on. I let go the volume keys and press the volume keys again, and then it enabled talkback. So it didn't it didn't happen in one go. Maybe if I if I if I had pressed it a little longer, it would have done the job in one go. Yeah. So um, if if people, I mean, I I because I was I got panicked as well because I said, oh well, this, this they're not providing accessibility services uh, on the startup screen, but um, maybe uh, I was. Maybe I thought I was doing something wrong. All right, so you could for situations or people who have difficulty seeing the screen. Okay. It gives you spoken feedback so that you can use. Perfect. This phone, one of the best thing is that it has stereo speakers. So I'll click on the so, so I am on the setup screen right now, and I'll click on the start button. Insert a SIM card to connect to a mobile network. Oh, no, no, I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. Okay, so although it gave me a, a warning to connect to the insert the SIM card, which I did not, uh, you know, enter the SIM at the moment, I will do that, you know, when I get my protector and the back cover. Um, and then it also, when I clicked on the start button, there, there was an end user license agreement. End user, not ticked. End user license which you have to accept anyway. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you read or not, but you have to accept. Okay. That's right. So we'll just end user details. No, details. Details. Privacy. Not ticked. Privacy policy. Tick box. Detail. End user license agreement. Ticked. A few legal like ticked. End user license agreement. Tick box. I, I think I, I don't know. There are a couple of checkboxes. Uh, let's see what there's they are. one for know. the privacy in there that mm -hmm. also needs to be checked. Yeah, there's a privacy okay. right there. Details, not ticked. Sending of diagnostic data. There's another one. There's another one. You you want to you want to take that? I, I think that's optional, but let's that's do optional. That. It's up to you. That's if you want uh, Samsung to have diagnostics of your device or not. Is is it, is it good doing that? Uh, sometimes I skip that. <laughs> I'll do that too. I'm not gonna take it. Okay. Send details. Not ticked. Receipt of marketing information. Tick box. That's fine. That's also an optional one. Not ticked. I have read and agreed to next button. There we go. Settings. Choose a Wi-Fi network. Fine. One of five. Okay, so I'll... Um, you could skip all of that and just go to the home screen. Button. Okay. Downloading smart switch. Cop copy apps and data. I'm going to skip that too because, yeah. Don't, you can don't copy button. Google services in list. Tap to find that on switch. So they have location on. I'm going to turn it off. off. And then. Oh, 
switch for allow scanning. This scanning is off. Device may collapse. Send usage and on. Switch for send use. Okay. Off. Turn it off. Collapsed. By tapping accept. Accept button. A pretty pretty standard mode. setting. Protect pretty standard setting. Yeah, very standard. Fingerprints. Pattern five of seven. It has face recognition. Double it has fingerprint. Pins. Password. Skip button. Skip. Skip protecting your. Go back. Skip anyway. But just a sec. Just a sec. Configuration update. Samsung account. Sign in to get top games. We don't need top games. Yeah. No. Skip button. Okay. Skip out on all this. Samsung Cloud. Get X Bixby. A new way. Galaxy. Customer. Find my find your Samsung path. Skip button. Uh so the skip button Double is toward yeah. the uh, bottom of the screen, so I, I got it there. Samsung setup wizard. You're finish. You're all set up. There. Portrait. Device unlocked. Untitled. Google Play Protect is turned nice. on. Nice. This feature protects your device from harmful apps. Service right. updating. One UI home. Weather. In pager. App updates are ready. Connect to a network to continue. Okay. Service updating. Search Perfect. for your new mobile plan. If you've signed up for a new mobile plan, you can search tick tick box. If you've signed up for tick, do not show again. Cancel. Search button. Cancel. One new my home. Please wait for a while. Please wait for a while. I may actually may appreciate using Talkback now because of the speed and everything. Uh, because this was a problem for me. Um, uh, with the Mi A3, that the talkback were, had a little lag, and uh, it did not have three f multiple double finger gestures, you know. Uh, yeah. And this phone does have because. Let me show you. So uh, before you take us to the talkback um, settings, could you take us uh, through like its uh, settings UI, and let's see what's in the system settings. Okay. All right. So I was talking about, uh, I was telling you about uh, the recent and back buttons. So after you set up the phone, the switch, uh, the back button comes on the right side. So I'm going to yeah, go to the system settings, you know, where it says open settings. Let's take a look at what it is like in the system settings. Yeah. Settings. Settings. Search settings. Button. List. Samsung account. Okay. Connections. Sounds and vibration. Pretty standard sound Samsung mode. settings. Mm -hmm. The connections. Sounds and the vibration. Sounds. Notifications. Display. Bright. Wallpaper. Home and lock. Themes. Themes. Wallpapers. Icons. Home screen. Layout. App icon. Badges. Lock screen. Screen lock. Biometrics and security, privacy, permit, location, location, Google, Google service, accounts and backup, man, advanced features, Android, auto side key, digital well-being and parental controls, screen, battery and device. Now, I want to say something before you move on, Farhan. I heard something that talked, talked about the advanced and the side keys, and that is where you can go in and change how that power key behaves because by default um mm -hmm. you know when you hold it down it's going to launch bixby but you know if one wants it to bring up the power menus then you have to go change that to say hey when i hold down this power instead of launching bixby 
launch the power menu. It's like, you know, restart, power off, or uh, emergency, that kind of thing. Let's go in there. Find yeah. to see. That's in the advanced and side keys. Lock screen, home screen, keys, wallpaper, display, notice, sign, connect, just home locks privacy location google accounts advanced features there advanced features and you're looking advanced. for a side key search setting call and text off call continue app off con, link to windows three of off link, samsung dex for off android auto five s pen seven of 23 oh it also supports s pen oh yeah side yeah, side key. There you go. Side key. No, side key. Double press on ticked radio button. Quick launch camera. Two of fourteen. Double press on switch. One. Okay, side keys on. So in in other in other words, if you if you uh, press the power key twice quickly, it will launch the camera. Mm -hmm. So keep keep going till you get to the power heading. Radio button. Not ticked. Radio button. Open app. Six settings. Button. Press and hold. Eight of fourteen. Oh yeah. Press and hold. Ticked. Radio button. Wait. Bixby. Nine. Yeah. See. So that would launch Bixby if you hold down the power key. So you need to go mm -hmm. change it to um, uh, you know the power menu. Power off menu. Eleven. There. That one. Yeah. Got it. How to yeah. power off your phone, 13 of 14, edge panels, out of, how to power off your phone, 13 and then, of 14. Then you and can go back. Power off. Hmm. It, it also have Double edge panels. Activate. I didn't know what edge panels were until I was told by my brother yesterday that there's a, there's a screen, maybe a little small screen. Yeah, little uh, notifications on you could um, interact with the, you know, side panels and things like that. Uh, you can also turn it off if you don't want those. Oh, really? Okay. Perfect. So we go back out of advanced? Yeah, let's go back. Let's go see the right. accessibility area. Battery and device apps, general manager, accessibility, talk. There. Accessibility, accessible, search, more options recommended for you using one talk back. Three of fourteen recommended for you using one function. One of fourteen. Okay. Double tap. Talk back. Three of fourteen. Visibility enhancements for hearing enhancements. Interaction and dexterity. Advanced settings. Ten of fourteen. Installed services. We'll come back to advanced settings in just a minute. About accessibility. Edge okay. panel. Advanced settings. Let's let's see what's in there. Advanced settings. Just curious. Advanced access access accessibility shortcuts heading. Accessibility button, none. Double tap. Oh, uh, you better assign that to talk back. Access, choose what to, not ticked, accessibility, tick box, not ticked, talk back. Yeah. Allow talk back to have full, allow talk back. Edge panels, allow button, accessibility button, ticked, talk back. All right. What else we we're looking for in there now? I think there was something you saw on there that was uh, interesting. It wasn't in the advanced, but it was also in the accessibility area. Advanced set accessibility button none. Side and volume up keys none. Oh yeah, side and volume up keys. Yeah, so um, you need to see what you can do with those. Side and choose what to use. Not ticked. Accessibility tick. Not ticked. Talk back. 
Tick. Well, let's do that. Allow talk back. Allow edge panels. Allow side and not take color adjust. Not take color filter. Tick. I mean, I I have assigned it uh, assigned it to talk back. Yeah, uh, but. I'm sure there are other things you can you can do that with. Not take magnifier. Not take magnificate. Talk back. Not 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 take color in. Not take color adjustment. Take not take a color filter. Take not take high contrast fonts. Not take amplifier ambience. Not take mute all sounds. Take box eleven of seventeen. Wow, that's a lot. Box twelve of seventeen. Twelve of seventeen. Not ticked, mute all sounds, tick box, 11 oh. of 17, double tap to toggle. This one is fairly standard with the Mia 3 if you press the volume up key and the power key. So if power uh -huh. key and volume up key, you know, it mutes the sound. Yeah. Standard. Not ticked, universal switch, tick, not ticked, interaction control, tick Interaction box. control. Not ticked, live transcribe, tick box. Live transcribe? I don't know what that is. Uh, so live, live transcribe is for people who are deaf. And in other words, if I am talking to, to them, um, it would transcribe what I'm saying. And so they could see it on the screen. Oh, I see. Not take sound notifications. Tick box 16 of 17. Right. Double tap to talk back button out of list. Let's go back. Wow. Time to take action. Default. Yep. Time to take back. Flash notification. Double tap to okay. activate. So, um. Notification. Flash. Time to take Bixby vision for a voice label. Right. Looking for some notification. That was the end of it. Yeah. Accessibility. Accessibility shortcuts. Heading. Double. Accessibility button. None. Back okay. button, navigate. Let's see what, what so kind you of are going to show it. us the uh, the gestures, right? Or yeah, the the, the finger gestures, multi finger gestures. Yeah. Okay. Interaction and advanced settings. Let, let's let's see first uh, if they are enabled in the talkback settings. Okay. Visibility. Talkback. Talkback. Edge panel. When settings. Talk, sound and vibration control, customize, customize, braille keyboard, tutorial and advanced settings, 12 of the open talk. It's in the customize, you weren't past it. Customize gestures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Customize, one finger back and forth, swipe up then down, swipe down then up, swipe left. Swipe right then, one finger angle. So you gotta, you gotta scroll down till you find the, like the multi-finger. Headings. Swipe right with two fingers, scroll right, knock, three fingers, heading, th tap with three fingers, open talk back menu. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Got it. Triple tap with two fingers, read from next item, 27 of swipe up with two fingers, scroll up, not customizable, disabled, not customizable. Of 56. Swipe down with two fingers, scroll down, swipe left, swipe right with two fingers, scroll so, right. So, so we want to hear all of uh, all of the gestures, or uh, you want me to just maybe do uh, I think that's one or two. go down more. Let's look at the four finger um, gestures as well. Three, tap with three, double tap, double tap, triple tap, triple, 
Swipe, swipe right with three fingers, four fingers, heading, oh, there we 40. Go. tap with four fingers, practice gestures, 44 of 56. So that's the practicing of the gestures. Four fingers, open tutorial, mm -hmm. double tap with four fingers, open tutorial, 45 of 56. Double tap and hold with four fingers. Pass through next gesture. 46 of 56. Pass through next gesture. Show items 40. Triple tap with four fingers. Tap to assign. 47 of 56. Tap to assign. Okay, so we... Double it's, tap it's, to It's activate. unassigned right now. Unassigned. Four fingers. Tap to assign. Four. Swipe down with... Swipe left. Swipe right with four fingers. Tap How would I swipe right with four fingers if <laughs> my hand is that big and... I know. I don't like that either. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so subtle. Oh my gosh! Swipe right with four fingers. Tap yeah, I'm just thinking if my hand is as big as the screen. I mean, how would I? And I swipe with four fingers. <laughs> four fingers. Uh, well, but a lot of blind people want the, you know, four finger, five finger, whatever. Oh gosh, I, I don't want any of that. I think <laughs> they might have to. They, I don't know. Like I don't really know. Like how will they? use the thumb as well they might have to artificially fit a fifth finger yeah well you know <laughs> all right maybe five so finger got... tap five finger tap uh to drive me home or something crazy like that <laughs> yeah. yeah that is true <clears throat> that that is true back button. so tap to let's come back um, this is why I wanted a conversation style so that you could you could tell me what to actually do because I'm not really good at um Portrait. New features uh, let me first of all turn off the auto portrait feature because it's really annoying. Oh yeah, nah, definitely always switch that auto rotate off. There we go. <coughs> yes. So, are we looking for anything else in the talkback settings? I think there's a lot in there, but I think for now, though, that's good. Um, what I was after is the responsiveness. And indeed, I don't see your um, phone, you know, being sluggish like what was being talked about on the list. So I am really excited that this is not um, the thing that we've been hearing about, the Samsung. Everybody's saying Samsung is this and that, that UI 3.0, UI 3.1 was not good but you know um this is absolutely smooth experience as i hear it yeah and even the camera is accessible let me yeah let me give you uh oh yeah let's check the camera settings back button one ui samsung free in pager calendar back button play store google double tap camera play camera yeah. Take picture, button, camera, yeah. photo, mode, rear camera, preview, double tap to activate, rear one camera. face, center, one oh, face, yeah. top, one face, top, top, okay, one see. face, upper left, focus enhancer on, one face, left, one, take picture, button, refining picture, all right, I think wow. I took my face, picture, left, no yes. So it's so the so I took focus the picture. So it has a focus enhancer. I think it has one of the settings where if you try to um, uh, if you try to take a picture of something and you have like because I know my hands are not really steady. I mean they shake uh, sometimes uh, when I am holding the phone because uh, can be really precise. Unfortunately, but 
so it locks the settings. And so, you know, if, if you move your phone inch, maybe one or inch left or right, you know, locks the settings and it detects detects uh, the thing and take, you know, if you, uh, you know, press the capture picture button and does, does the job. Yeah. So, so let's see. So the, the camera buttons are also accessible. Let's see. Ratio four by three ratio motion photos off. So it's on the top of the screen that I'm exploring right now. Ratio timer button flash off button double go to settings. Okay, four settings. Double tap to activate. I don't think there's anything in the middle of the screen. Probably view for the picture. It's just a live view, yeah. Lenses wide. Lens wide. Switch to select lens wide. Switch to telephoto lens button. Okay. Dub lens wide. Switch to super telephoto lens. Ah, uh, so those are the different cameras on the back that you are interacting with there. Yeah, and it's it's probably just below the middle of the screen. These these controls are vertically, uh, mm -hmm. no, left right horizontal uh, vertically right left right vertical, vertically assigned, laid out. Lens wide switch. To super telephoto lens, and if single I take button, single double tap tape? to activate double photo button, single take button, double tap to activate. Photo. That is really oh. neat. I, I, you know, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, there's take button, picture, pictures, and few pictures. Button, take picture, button. So, there's a take picture button, uh, to kind of toward the bottom of the screen, and then on the left is a uh, view pictures button. Click on there. Well, you haven't had any pictures. No. Just took one. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, image. I don't think it has any something that describes the image right now. Does it? Mm, I, I'm not sure. You probably have to use something like the likes of the uh, Envision or uh, SuperSense Super or you know something like that. One of those things would exactly tell you what what the picture is. All right. So oh, uh, there, there was one more thing I was the, I was concerned about. Uh, let's okay. try to bring up an app uh, at the home screen. Okay. To see if if that works over there. Settings in okay, I'll just bring Double settings. Two quick options for settings. Two quick options for settings. Add to home button. I could just, you know, I could just press and hold down and drag, and then it will automatically go to the home screen. Or I could just use. Or you could menu. just tap on where it says Add to home, and it'll add also take you to the home. Home screen page one of three default page. You could invoke the talkback menu and then you're going to find where it says actions and you tap on that and there's either going to be move item. Of course, we're not going to get uninstalled here because it's system settings now. If it was a regular app, yeah. we'll probably find things like remove, I mean, uninstall. Yeah, or maybe we could just, you, you just do uh, like uh, hold down and then... Options for settings. screen, page three of four. Settings, uh, so it doesn't work that way. Like you could just swipe up quickly and do throw it out of the screen. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it should. It still does that. So you got three different ways. 
Uh, you could either use a, a gesture action or you could long press and just drag it and, and fling it away or move it toward, slowly up toward the top and you're going to find remove because it's system settings we're not going to find the uninstall. Maybe try doing a, a different app that would have things like uninstall. Because uh, the settings, you can't do much with the settings. Yeah, so remove, yeah. So yeah, to me, it's but fairly if, accessible. If it, if it was a different app, you'll find both the remove and uninstall and uh, or move. Yeah, remove. Um, because we just set it up, so I didn't have any app installed. Like, I didn't install anything from the Play Store yet. So yeah. maybe uh, we could... This has been nice. And, you know, I think what really was... What I was really curious about is that responsiveness. And this has been very responsive. And um, so this kind of puts a lot of things to rest. I mean, it doesn't mean that people are not experiencing it with some of their Samsung devices, but definitely this is not the issue with the S21, uh, especially the Ultra, and you are the third person that I have heard this with, and both all three of these experiences have been the same, wherein um, it's very responsive. Thanks very much, Farhan. That sounds like a seriously nice piece of hardware. I don't know what you guys think. I really like the uh, phone. It, it sounds like a nice phone because it's probably one of the cream of the crop, you know, so to speak. Uh, in Android land, uh, no one comes close. When when we're talking hardware, Samsung kind of takes the lead there. And so you have that nice hardware and all of that. Definitely a very nice phone. Uh, kind of makes me jealous. Austin, how about you? Yeah, it's a very nice phone. But, you know, in the unboxing, there was a discussion where Farhan said that Samsung is trying to save energy on by not providing chargers and all those. But there was so much of paperwork. I don't know what energy they're trying to save. One hand, they may be trying to <laughs> save energy by not manufacturing chargers and preventing recycling of metal. But at the other end, they are wasting energy by providing paperwork. What do you think about that? Uh, no, it's, that energy is called moolah, my man. <laughs> moolah. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. So Samsung is trying to save moolah, right, Ed? <laughs> That's right. It's, it's the mobile phone equivalent of batteries not included, isn't it? You know, <laughs> the parents' three worst nightmares on Christmas Day. You unwrap the toy your kid wants, batteries not included. Day. Yeah. Yeah. You forgot to go to Walgreens or some or Walmart or some place to get a battery in preparation. Isn't that nice? You get a phone, yeah. and probably this is your first phone, and you can't charge a damn phone. Well, it does come with a little bit of a charge, but so if that charge goes off, you're toast. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the the rationale, which I don't really uh, like, although I can understand it, is that people must have that many USB plugs around these days, and what's the big deal? The one that gets me is Apple not including an HDMI cable with their Apple TV. I think that's particularly cheeky because you're going to have fewer HDMI cables lying around than you are USB plugs. I would have thought, but anyway, I, I don't like the trend. I understand why they do it. 
uh, as you say, Warren, the, the, the Moolah motive as well as the environment. It's Moolah because now yeah. I have to go out and buy it from them. And, you know, they're going to tell you if you don't use ours that is meant specifically for your device, you could wind up hurting your device and people would be scared. And therefore, you go buy it from them for $40 or 30 pounds or whatever. You see, you're throwing ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching into the coffers of yeah, that sure. manufacturer. And it's not good. I think, frankly, now I'm not kind of the usual like government to get involved in things and, and all of that. But this type of thing is not good. The government should say, hey, quit that crap. You know, you're trying to extract some more moolah from the pockets of the people who are already purchasing your devices. That's This is not right. It's just yeah. not right. Particularly where something like fast charging is concerned, it's really not right because then you probably do need uh, at least a better uh, USB plug than the one you might have kicking around and will be forced to buy something. Yeah, and because if you go buy like a Chinese knockoff, you know, the tendency that you're going to wind up damaging your phone or it's not going to charge as fast as you would like it to charge. And so you're bound to make sure that you're getting that premium charger uh, whatever from the manufacturer and they're charging you extra money. So you see, you buy your phone for a thousand dollars, you wind up buying the uh, charger for another forty or fifty dollars, depending on uh, the wattage it has. So you see, this is just another way of making extra moolah. So it's not saving energy, but it's it's called uh, trying to bring more moolah into your pocket. That is the pocket right. of the manufacturer. And I am bound to say that uh, there are some excellent Chinese products, whilst at the same time, other countries' knockoffs are available. Always read the label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it about that Samsung device. Otherwise, it's a great device, but come on, Samsung, you could do better than that. And if I yeah. think that for me, if you don't have a, a charger, a charging block that maybe have like one of those uh, power strips that have USB ports. Uh, all of mine have those USB ports. And then the, uh, you want to make sure, though, that it has a USB-C uh, port as well, because this is strictly a USB-C. It's not like uh, the part that goes into the wall charger is an A, and the part that goes into the phone is a C. They're both C on both sides, both ends. Yeah. That's 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 true. Yeah, those those are other options, good options domestically. As long as you own the USB uh, uh, strip, I wouldn't recommend using them when you find them in hotels, particularly overseas. I would, if you can, use power outlets. But we are possibly going down going down a bit of a rabbit hole with that one. But yes, if you if you own a power a power bank that has those USB strips, then they're an excellent option uh, too. In our app of the week section this week, Warren is here to demonstrate the weather app, Sunrise. In the app of the week, this week's app is called Sunrise. This is a weather app and it's for those of you that are not happy with what comes on natively on your phone in the way of the weather app. The app is called Sunrise. I will now invoke the Sunrise app and talk about it. There is an unlabeled button in the app. Let me now call up Sunrise. Open Sunrise. Sunrise. Accurate, detailed, beautiful, in pager. So thus we go to next. Next button. Uh, allow. Page 2 of 2. 
The second page is about whether or not we want to share our location with it. In other words, if you want it to constantly find out what the weather is in your location, then you have to allow it to access your location. Or else we tap on ignore and that would mean that we will have to manually enter the location for whose weather we would like to check. So for example, I'm just going to tap on ignore. Ignore. Showing English. U.S. QWERTY. Upon tapping on ignore, it automatically launches the keyboard so that we can now type in the location for whose weather we would like to check on. In this case, I'm going to type in something. Let's type in New York or Manhattan, New York. Capital P. Voice input. Manhattan, New York. Showing All right, let's see what we got. New York Mills. Manhattan, New York. Tap here. Keyboard hidden. Please wait. Sunrise, Manhattan, out of list. English, U.S., view daily. So there's view daily or view hourly. View daily. Hourly. Let's tap on hourly, shall Sunrise, we? Sunrise, but 10 p.m., 49 degrees, feels like 47 degrees, partly cloudy, wind, 7 miles per hour, west-northwest. Clouds, 36%, 3 of 146, enlist. What if I swipe right? 11 p.m., 49 degrees, feels like 4, 12 a.m., 49 degrees, feels like 47 degrees. 1 a.m., 48 degrees, feels like 46 degrees. 2 a.m., 48 degrees, feels like 46 degrees, mostly clear, wind. Now you got the drift. Now if we go view to daily. view daily... Sunrise, Monday, May 10th, 64 degrees, 48 degrees, 30% day, a chance of rain before 8 a.m., then a slight chance of showers between 8 a.m. and noon, mostly cloudy, with a high near 64, northwest wind 6 to 10 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 30%, night, partly cloudy, with a low around 48, northwest wind around 9 miles per hour, Two of seven, enlist, seven items. That is how it works. Now, if I want to add another location, near the top left corner, there's a button there that says unlabeled. Button, unlabeled. When you tap on this unlabeled button, it shows us three things or maybe four things here. We have add. Add, that's to add a new location besides what you have. Go premium. Go premium if you want to remove those pesky ads. Settings. Or settings. Let's take a look at the settings. Sunrise. In the settings, here's what we've got. Data source. Weather.gov. Weather.gov is our source. You could tap in here, go choose the weather source that you want. Sunrise. We have things like. Radio button. Not checked. Open weather map. Oh, radio button. Not checked. Weatherbit.io. Few clouds. Radio button. Not checked. AccuWeather.com. Radio button, not checked, forca.com. Radio button, checked, weather.gov. Radio button, not checked, weather gc.com. Radio button, not checked, bomb, Australia. Radio button, not checked, meteorference.com. Radio button, not checked, Svisa, Swedish. Na you got the idea, Sunrise. so you choose the weather source that you want. And the next thing is the unit, whether you want it in Fahrenheit or in Celsius. Units. So this unit. 
Notification. Notifications, whether you want it hourly or how you want your weather reported. Update frequency, 30 minutes. Update frequency. So right now it's 30 minutes. Language. Default. Language. Feedback. Feedback. About. And about. Now there's a couple things before we go. If we want to add another location, right now we have Manhattan, Manhattan, New New York. Now let's say we want to add some place. Let's add, for example, say Chicago. Capital P. Voice input. Chicago, Illinois. Showing. Let's find Chicago, Illinois from the list. Chicago, Illinois, United. Keyboard healing. All right. I tapped on Chicago, Illinois, and it tells me to wait. Now we have two cities in our list of cities. Manhattan, overcast, 50 degrees, one of two. And? Chicago, light rain, 45 degrees. Two of two. You can rearrange this if you want New York to go to the bottom and Chicago to go to the top. All you have to do is long press and just drag it up to the top. For example, I will long press on Chicago and drag it to the top. Manhattan, Chicago. All right. Now, if I put my finger back down, we will hear uh, Chicago is the first Chicago, one. Chicago, light rain, 45 degrees, one of two. There we go. Now, if you want to remove a location, all that needs to happen is to long press the city and then you swipe with two fingers to the right and then to the left of that thing you just swiped away. To the left of what you just swiped, there's something that says left view. That should have been labeled as remove. If I tap on that thing that says left view, it removes that city. So I will now long press on Chicago and then drag it to the right a little bit and then find that thing to the left of it that says left view. So here I go. Chicago, light rain, 45 degrees. Now that I've just swiped it a little bit to the right, so tapping on left view will remove that location. Now I'm going to tap on left view. Left view. I just tapped on that. Now let's put our finger back down and see what we've got. Manhattan, overcast, 50 degrees. That's all we have. Chicago is gone. Now if I want to remove Manhattan, all I need to do is simply long press and then drag a little bit to the right with two fingers and find the left view to the left of it. Tap on it and it will be removed. Here we go. Manhattan. Swipe to the right with two fingers. Manhattan. Now I'm going to tap on left view. Left view. And now. List. My list is empty. And that is how you go about adding and removing locations on this weather app called Sunrise. I have written to the developer and I'm waiting to hear back from him to see if he could label the unlabel buttons. That is Sunrise. Thanks very much, Warren. And to conclude our episode this week, uh, in the My Android Journey segment, we have David Moore. Hello, everybody. I am going to do my Android Journey. All right.
right. Um, my name is David Moore. I started using a feature phone by by Virgin Mobile, and it was fairly accessible. I could uh, type numbers that would read everything I typed on the dial pad. I could type text. It would read the text back to me. I could give it commands like call John or or uh, give me the status of the phone and it would tell me the battery percentage and all that. I used that Virgin Mobile feature phone from 2002 to 2010. And then I used a, a feature phone from Verizon between 2010 and 2013. And uh, I, I used a lot of what was on there. I used the calculator, timer. It was pretty accessible. And this was a phone that we just went to Walmart and bought. And the same with the Virgin Mobile phone. Both of these phones... I mean, we had no idea how accessible they would be until uh, Tracy and I brought them home and we would just start playing with it. And then the first time I touched a smartphone was in 2013 and I went to a seminar at the Office for Disability Services that's right on the Ohio State campus. They help students a lot. And a blind person passed around his iPhone. And I touched the screen and I just heard all this gibberish like, I'm like, what, what's this phone saying? Is this speaking a different language or what? And they're like, well, let me turn that down. So the guy named Peter. Peter was his name, Peter, and uh, he turned it down so I could almost hear the speech. And I had never learned any techniques to using a touch screen, so I'm just running my finger all around the screen, and I'm like, how in the world do you use this thing? Do you... Uh, get on an app and use it. How do you answer a call with it? He's just like, oh, I just do it. And the rest of us there at the seminar, we felt the same way. We were just like, uh, this Peter who had the iPhone must be Superman. And, and then a year later, a friend of mine had an iPhone and I tried, and he showed me a few gestures, all he knew. And uh, I learned the uh, double tap, the swipe, um, the rotor. I couldn't even get the rotor to work half the time. And I'm like, I'll never use a smartphone again. After that, I just uh, said, I'll never use one. 
I'm happy with my feature phone. I'll never be able to use that touch screen. And then I tried out a couple other people's iPhones. Same thing. I couldn't get my finger to hardly do a swipe or a double tap. But, but then everything changed in November of 2018. That's when my Android journey began. A friend of mine, his name's Jason. He's really cool. Um, he has uh, some MRDD problems, and he we just get along so well because uh, he relates to me because he has a disability too. So he's really patient with me, and and uh, he turned Talkback on on one of his. Uh, it was a blue, Android blue phone, one gig of storage, 16 gig, I, I mean, 16 gig of storage, one gig of RAM. Um, he gave it to me, and he's like, oh, just mess with it. So I did a Google search, blind person, how to use Android phone, and I found um, the uh, the Android website, Inclusive Android. I had never been on there until uh, 2018. 2018, I would say December, I started reading and listening how to use an Android phone. And I spent hours, probably three, four hours a day, practicing the swipe, the double tap, the angle gestures. And, and it was really, really hard. And you got to realize I was using a uh, phone that had a, a, what was it, Android 4.2.2 Jelly Bean. Here in 2018, my buddy Jason gave me this phone that had Jelly Bean on it. And, and it made all kinds of dings. It had a lot of different sounds. But uh, here I was. I uh, got myself after two months between November of 2018 and January of 2019 hours a day of practice on this Android Jelly Bean, 1 gig of RAM, 16 gig of storage, old slow phone. I was able to navigate between all the apps in the app drawer. I was able to double tap to open an app. I actually set up Gmail, read emails with it, and it was it took a long time because it was just so sluggish. Um, Talkback was so sluggish on there; it was unbelievable. And then in 2019, he gave me another phone, which is the infamous. ZTE phone and it had 
2 gigs of RAM, a little bit better, 16 gig of storage, and it was a little better. It, 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 it actually had Android 7, so it had a Nougat. So that's what I used in 2019, this uh, Android Nougat, and it was a blue phone as well. Or, or, or no, it was the ZTE, that's right. Yes, so my second Android phone was, was this ZTE that I've talked about so much, it, it, and it works so much better. It was unbelievable. I actually used it to set the phone up myself, um, put two fingers on the screen, held them down, it started talking, I set up the phone, my Google account. Um, I was using it quite a bit. And that's what I started uh, getting involved on the, uh, with you guys on. Um, I can't remember if the Ice Free list still existed then, but then when it switched to Anna Tad, Anna Tad, and then Ann Tad, and, and, and I got on your Telegram group, and I did all that with that ZTE, and that's what I used until last November, November of 2020, I finally got the Google Pixel 4a my third Android phone, and I and I started using it a lot more than my computer. And from using these cheap phones, though, I got to tell you guys, from using that blue BLU phone and the ZTE, that old ZTE, I was so good on a Google Pixel because... I had to learn how to do everything with these cheap, sluggish phones. So when I got the Google Pixel, it's like all the different gestures are nothing. I do them in my sleep on that phone because here I am with six gigs of RAM, um, what, 128 gig of storage instead of 16? Just think all the way up until last year, just a few months ago. So from 2018 to November of 2020, just a few months ago, I used a $100 blue phone, and I used that old ZTE with 2 gigs of RAM and 16 gigs of storage, 16. And I used a lot of apps. I really milked it for everything it had. And then all of a sudden now here in the past, just since November, and here it is April, I used, uh, I've used the Google Pixel 4a. And then also... I have a fourth Android phone now, and it's a LG Journey, 
and I use it as an actual phone phone, and that's what's um, important to point out to you. Um, the first three Android phones, I used them as tablets. I just used them with our Wi-Fi. But this LG Journey phone, it came from uh, Family Mobile at Walmart. We used this really cheap plan called Family Mobile. And the LG Journey only costs $30. It's an $80 phone. And it has... 2 gigs of RAM like the ZTE did, and it only has 16 gig of storage. So this is my phone phone. Um, I, I tried to use my uh, Google Pixel 4a as my phone phone, but it doesn't work well with uh, the family mobile at Walmart. It just doesn't work well at all. I'll have to wait till we get a different phone plan. But uh, that's my Android journey. Here I am right now. I'm on my Google Pixel 4a. I'm using amazing MP3 recorder. Now I do try to use an iPhone that a friend of mine has and I can use it a lot better now that I've done all this training, self-training, all self-training on Android. I never did get official professional training, but uh, I go through all the tutorials online, anything I could find, I eat it up and I can use an iPhone pretty well. But the rotor, I still don't like. I like the three-finger gesture that we have now to switch granularity. I even like it better than the rotor. But uh, take care, guys. I've enjoyed getting to know you, Warren, Austin, and all you guys. Um, and uh, have a great Thanks very much, David. Another really interesting uh, Android story. They're so rich and varied. I really enjoy that segment. It is one of my favorite segments and because it not only tells you about the, uh, the struggles that the person had with the device or something like that, but then also it places a voice uh, to who you're corresponding with, most especially on our mailing list. And then I love these Android journey stories. It's my favorite uh, segment of the podcast. And just finally, Austin, how can people find us? So people can find us by visiting us on our website, that is blindandroidusers.com. They can subscribe to our podcast there and they will receive email notifications wherever we upload a new episode on our website. Then they can also find us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, Blind Space Android Space Users and listen to all the previous episodes, listen to short clips on each episode, and listen to the CSR screen reader playlist and lots of more content. So enjoy listening there and make sure to subscribe to the channel and stay tuned. They can subscribe to our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe 
at groups.io. If they have any questions, comments, or feedback, you could email us at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can follow us on Twitter and also subscribe to our Telegram group, which has just hit 125 members. So that is very Neat. nice. Neat. Yeah, that absolutely. That is it from us. That is it from us this week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Austin. Bye, everybody. Uh, say bye to the boys and girls, shall we? See you next week. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.